0: I don't want to look like Vegeta. I don't want to be Widow's Peak Vegeta.
1: Widow's Peak Vegeta. Hey, baby.
0: Hey, baby. Well, you got So is it like
1: half a, half a peak? Half a peak
0: Vegeta? It's like half peak Vegeta. Half peak Vegeta. You know what my well, favorite permutation of Vegeta is? What is your favorite? Um... And Dragon Ball Z abridged, like, he, he gets all leveled up and he gets all, like, swole. And then he says, like, I'm I'm fucking yoked, like, cock diesel.
1: <laughs> Whoa.
0: What? <laughs> and, since then, and since then, I've never let that phrase cock diesel go.
1: <laughs> cock diesel? That, that sounds like it shouldn't be coming out of anybody's mouth. <laughs> it's so
0: On, perfect. like, a not
1: X-rated. See, look, the... The argument that dragon ball z is porn is valid
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true oh no exhibit a (laughs) exhibit a dragon ball z is porn pornographic guys (laughs) all right you ready to start yeah let's do this let's do it all right how's your week i want to know wait let me do the introduction oh god the introduction yeah and people don't know who they're listening to who the fuck are we (laughs) what are we doing uh, okay, welcome to Lady Blurred. Lady Blurds. Welcome to Lady Blurred. Sing the blues. Oh my god. your girl. Sometimes fee. And. Ooh, it's me,
1: Kylie Too Smart. And also, non ASMR AS- form. ASMR form. Asthma. 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 Oh my god. I do the asthma channel. So sexy.
0: Oh, listens facts.
1: to me, cracks the eggs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, this is your girl. Sometimes <laughs> me, uh, and your girl Kylie, too smart. Uh, just a couple things. We are still in COVID season. um One thing I got checked on a little bit is I saw a post about like people broadcasting numbers about COVID, and like, hey as much as like you guys are so astounded by the numbers remember that these are people's families that are also dying like their parents their uncles their grandparents kids so be sensitive out there and so um i was gonna make an announcement about the numbers that were going on this week but i just want to uh give a quick quick um my quick condolences sincerest condolences over the families that were lost over covid um it's not um it's not a, uh, a very happy time for a lot of families. Uh, but just also be mindful about the reasons why we wear masks, the reasons why we have to stay protected, the reasons why we we may have to wait in line to shop for, for our groceries or wait in line before we're able to go into a building to get that one thing that we really need. Um, remember like we're doing this to protect other families and protect other people from getting sick so um just stay mindful as such um that it is that this is a serious matter it's not a meme it's and of of course i just want to make sure that this podcast is not using covid as a gimmick we're jokingly using it as a gimmick but not as a sincere gimmick and we just want to make sure that we really make sure that we let people know like hey that people are are grieving so
1: yeah i mean i i don't think we've used it as a gimmick because you know we have addressed like how we've reacted to it in the very beginning to how we're living with it right now um i know you're still working in an office setting Mm -hmm. i'm still working in an office setting i'm actually working with people who are high risk there have been um some clients that i work with that have come up positive um and you know I'm working with like a chronically homeless population. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with people who are already at a disadvantage. Um, and then I just found out um, my little cousin—I call him little. He's not little. He's he's a giant. But yeah. <laughs> he and his girlfriend um, are both you know essential workers. They were working at Chomp. You know it's the hospital up in Monterey, and um, they both just um, came up positive, tested positive for COVID. So, you know, like, um, it's hitting my family hard, um, especially since I know, like, my aunts are not able to be here right now. And, you know, how that's affecting, you know, that side of the family mentally, like, knowing that your babies are sick, and you can't be there for them. Yeah, You know, luckily, they're young, and um, healthy. And they have people who are able to like bring them groceries, so they don't have to be out and about. And they are in the medical field, so you know they have a little more knowledge as to how to conduct themselves. And it's like a mental game, though, trying to stay positive and not letting that aspect take you down.
0: Yeah, so, it, and exactly. Like I, I guess maybe my words for gimmick is um, probably the wrong saying, but. I again bringing this to attention that this is a serious thing and that this is something that can that COVID can last for from to tomorrow to even like five years down the line. So it is is a serious issue and that there are a lot of people and families who are affected by this uh, virus that we have zero control over. Uh, The best control that we have right now is making sure that you guys keep wearing your masks. Sanitize your areas, like wash your hands for more than 20 seconds and be mindful about the people that are are in your surroundings. Yeah, we get upset over people who aren't wearing masks. Well, it's because those people are not being mindful Um, and they don't care about anybody but themselves and they forget that they are also part of the problem that they could also contract the same disease like there's no immune there's no way to be immune to this um we we are right now like a lot of people who haven't gotten sick yet we're just very lucky right now um but it's because we're taking the precautions that we're taking so just continue wearing your mask protect other people you don't know if you're asymptomatic asymptomatic. you don't know if you're actually carrying it thinking that that one little tickle in the back of your throat might be it so just stay stay mindful keep clean and keep wearing those masks. Um, moving on. Um, let's talk about our week. Uh, as Kylie and I talked about earlier this week, I feel like <laughs> I I always go second, so I'm going to go first. I wanted to kind of bring in a little bit more sadness, and speaking of ignorant people in our country. Oh, please uh, bring in all the sadness. <laughs> I know, Get out of the way. Get, get all the <laughs> sadness out of the way. Uh, I just want to say that that the person that's in office right now that considers himself as our president mm-hmm. um he isn't he he made like some flamboyant tweet about like delaying the the I almost said election oh, <laughs> delaying the election wow. <laughs> he says on twitter our beautiful beautiful social media platform that speaks the truth of all celebrities who feel entitled to say something very intelligent uh, donald j trump at real donald trump at twitter with universal mail-in voting not absentee voting which is good 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history it will be the great <laughs> embarrassment to the USA delay in the election until people can properly securely and safely vote question mark question mark question mark Mm -hmm. i I saw the shit the first thing i fucking woke up to and i wake up around like six o'clock in the morning and i Mm -hmm. saw this dumbass post this and i just went what are you doing what are you doing and then of course like you know new york times and business insider and all those fucking like press Press releases like left and right like blooping and bleeping everywhere like he's saying he wants to delay the election and i'm just like he can't do that he's not allowed to do that he can't do that it doesn't matter what he thinks of how fraudulent like him being in office is already a fraudulent enough like He's not going to delay this election. My bottom of my heart is telling me that he probably might succeed at this because of the fact that he's insane and people in our country are insane and how this whole country was established is just out of insanity and bloodshed, but also like for him to do this like everyone's like oh yes trump of course he's gonna get reelected so of course why not delay it because he's gonna be he's gonna be a president for another four years and then all of us who are smarter oh. like no he has to be properly elected and well yeah i'm like what <laughs> No. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Oh, so, no, but like, so anyway, I did read a nice uh, article off of the uh, New York Times, and they gave me, they hyperlinked uh, the the articles of the Constitution, and they actually referenced where in the Constitution, where it says that you're not allowed to delay the election or it's unconstitutional to even try to. It's in Article 2, and it's actually within the first sentence of section one <laughs> there's all these other like explanations but it basically says he shall he shall assuming that our president is male he shall hold his office during the terms of four years and together with the vice president chosen for the same term four years and that's all you get dude unless you're reelected. And so he's all freaking out cuz he's like I may not get elected. Everyone's gonna pick like anime waifu Joe Biden. And I'm just like I'd rather have anime waifu creepy old grandpa Joe Biden than I than this fucking fuck. Like he's <laughs> caused us so many issues. He's enabled so much racism and entitlement with the flyover states of people who are like, yeah, our lives matter now. And it's like your the whole country is built around your life. Like I don't I Anyway, so this is what's been eating me up all week is just because like everyone's acting like an idiot and everyone's freaking out and he's like he's going to delay the election, he's not supposed to delay the election, but like if he is able to delay the election, everyone please go read the audio book The Dictator's Handbook because there are some strategies that he's picking up from there and I guarantee that that's this is what he's trying to do. Please vote. <laughs> God, damn <laughs> please vote. God, God damn it. God damn it. Please vote. <laughs> please vote. Please vote. Please vote. Also please protest. Like everyone thinks that protesting is useless and it's not, it's not, it's not useless. Please just keep the energy up. Like it's It's
1: not useless. And I just wanted to, um, just a little boost. Uh, remember we talked about, um, the girl who was arrested for not doing her homework pseudonym Grace.
0: Ooh, follow up. Uh, Tell me more. Follow up. She's
1: been released. So she's now with her mom and a lot of people are attributing that to the out, the public outrage, you know, that people were writing and, um, just speaking out about the ridiculousness, like of that whole um, judgment. So you know, Good. our voices are heard and they do matter.
0: Yeah. And uh, what the fuck is that judge's name? Mary Brennan, Dishonorable Uh, Mary, whatever the fuck her name is. Dishonorable Mary. Yeah. Like, fuck that lady for thinking it's okay to incarcerate, incarcerate a little girl. A little girl. So with that being said, protesting, signing petitions, being active, speaking out, even if you lose a few friends on social media, fuck those people like obviously they're not awake enough just keep staying vocal and stay proactive even if you feel like you're like oh i'm not out there in the streets i'm scared of giving covid like so what just say something online like say something online write a letter like it doesn't take that much go to your local politics find find all the council city meetings like do whatever you need to do is to stay active and stay proactive and don't dismiss politics don't like i get so disappointed by people who are like, I'm leaving Facebook because I don't want to see all the politics. Rawr, I just want to post memes. And I'm like, listen, I understand that you are a happy dappy person and all you want to see is just memes. So that in happiness, and we all want that. But in reality, if you just hide from all the realities that are affecting people, like that doesn't make you that doesn't make you a good person. Ignoring everything does not make you a good person. If anything, you're just enabling the oppression of things that are going on well said exactly so anyway um i'm glad to hear that grace is home uh, yeah. with her mother and i hope god i hope that she gets the right uh support that she gets um from getting home uh so kylie tell me more about your week since my week is all political sadness right now
1: <laughs> Ooh, i'm like um uh, my week i had that little early bit of sadness that i already shared with you guys but then you know what it picked up it's gotten nice and perky. Um, I got to go to Streetlight Records, uh, which is a shop in San Jose. And um, I got myself, like, almost $100 worth of music. So I'm super excited for that. They do these really cool um, mystery bags that, that just have, like, themes. So it'll be like, oh, you can grab a an international music bag and you don't really know what's in there and I got like a bunch of cool music so I'm really happy with that so I got like an international one I got like two classical ones yeah so I got music music from my car I'm like ooh, I got that sublime got that uh oh my gosh I got um one of the first albums that I ever got was a toxicity system of a down yes Yes, bitch! And I holds had it holds a- up so well. It's done. I was like, I have to have this again. Like, I'm sure I have a whole collection somewhere, like in my mom's storage from forever and ever and ever ago. Um, but when I was in Texas, like some asshole broke into my car and stole like almost all my CDs. I legit cried. It had like all my brother's albums. No, from like ten years ago. Like things, it's like original music. Like it can't be replaced. Yeah. Um, I was really sad about that. Um. So, yeah, I've, like, slowly started rebuilding <laughs> my CD collection. So, I was like, oh, my God, I have to have this for sure. So, yeah,
0: I got that. Not I got very some. Not a lot of people collect CDs anymore just because of the whole streaming culture. So,
1: yeah, it's even I'm hard still th- a CD girl.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like every time I've been to a concert, like, I just felt guilty, like, buying a CD. And it's not because I don't want to buy it. It's like, I'm going to scratch this up, and I'm going to go find it on Apple Music later. And that's I know funny. that's the worst thing I could do to support an artist. Uh, but I no, actually, but at
1: least you bought the CD. So, like, yeah. that kind of negates a lot of the guilt, like you did. in your money
0: for that cd good job yeah no but lately but lately like i've also been just like if someone's like oh buy this thing and i know it's like a materialistic thing and i'm like i'm not gonna use this i just throw them the money i'm like don't give me anything i don't need it and i'm not doing it to be like take my money i don't care about your materials it's more so like i don't know anybody who i can give this thing to Because I know that they're just gonna stream it on this thing anyway. So just please take my money. Just take my money. Take my money. Sell the CD to somebody like Kylie who will listen to it. Legit. (laughs) Legitimately. Exactly.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I also saw a complete collection of Xena. But it was on
0: VHS. Oh, our lesbian (laughs) princess. Oh, I was
1: tempted. I was like, I could have a whole retro corner of just meow my old. TV box with my old vcr (laughs) and all my tape collections oh god yes so yeah my week got good and then of course i had fancy pizza and blue Vine. shout out blue Blue line and zoodles they're like i'm 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 such a snob about lemonade and their (laughs) lemonade is so good (laughs) <laughs> like I'm not snobby about most things that I put in my mouth. <laughs> wow insert laugh chat. Wow. wow but like lemonade is one of those things and their lemonade is so good so yay. <laughs> five stars for that
0: Five stars for blue line. Yeah, I really like that pizza spot. It's really nice. I I used to go there when like I had some friends who used to work there, but those friends they've moved it to the East Coast so I don't get to see them anymore. Uh, but yeah. Nice choice, blue line. Yeah.
1: Well, we were going to go someplace else, but then they had like a two hour wait. And Boo. Yeah, boo for real. It was just like, oh no.
0: Now no.
1: No, no no no. Two hours, bro. You had like empty
0: tables. There's nobody here. What are you talking about? How's the actually and that now that brings it up, how's outdoor dining life? Um,
1: you know what? It was um it was actually pretty pretty good like they had because i'm Luno. still
0: i'm still very much so like i'm kicking it at home i will call ahead of time to pick up some food um i actually had a bad doordash experience so i'm never using doordash ever again oh, um no.
1: so i've also had really bad doordash experiences so i don't use them
0: i use no, this one was like i had a snobby guy like tell me i asked him like hey where's your mask and then he's like i don't have a mask and, or no he's like i'll just set your food down right here i'm like dude just Wear a fucking mask when you're transporting someone else's food. Like, just do your fucking job. But he doesn't care because no one's, like, ma- like managing him because, like, that's how DoorDash works. So I had to throw the food away, and I complained to DoorDash. But anywho, since then, <laughs> I've just been calling in and just been like, hey, calling in, here's what I want. I'll pick it up in, like, 20 minutes. I'll just deal with it. So, um, how was the outdoor dining? Since I I haven't touched that life, and I won't be touching it for a while.
1: I mean, they um at least like It seemed like people were keeping it to a minimum. The tables were really far apart. Um, they of course had uh, you know, um, all their servers were wearing masks. They, they had um, like all the signs up everywhere, like you know, please socially distance. They had like limit limited amount of people that were actually allowed inside. Um. And then, of course, hand sanitizers everywhere they were sanitizing like the tables pretty thoroughly, and um so that part seemed good, and then, of course, the reason for the wait list, yeah, it is two hours because they're limiting the amount of people that they want in their space, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, understandable. Um, but yeah, other than that it was it was pretty good, like the
0: tables were
1: definitely like separated,
0: yeah. Well that's good.
1: And then also I feel like Campbell's like it's not like you get a bunch of people
0: out there anyway. Well, Campbell's just like higher middle class bougie. So like if someone were to mess that up, mess up their serving or mess up how they arrange the restaurant, especially in this climate, like of course there's going to be a Karen who's just going to go ape shit about it. So <laughs> um, so like, I'm sure they know what they're doing when it comes to ensuring the safety of the other people. Like no one's going to slip because it's Campbell. Um, but yeah, hey K- hey guys, if you want to know where Campbell is, they have a really good farmer's market on Sundays. <laughs> as, a, as another uh, thing to kind of promo. Uh, <laughs> as much as i'm trying to refrain talking shit about campbell but i'm still talking shit about campbell talk (laughs) shit (laughs) oh dear god okay uh so let's kind of get nerdy and dirty
1: Ooh, let's get nerdy and dirty so So for this go ahead no please i wanted to talk about um couples watching porn together
0: ooh couples watching porn together who doesn't yeah i do that (laughs) i have to do that who does that who watches porn with their partner yucky yucky porn is for the devil wow it's not real it's all fake she's
1: faking it (laughs) she is faking it i can attest to that that is not real they're actors they're performers okay they have screen directors and everything so don't compare yourself to porn stars rule number one don't compare yourself or your partner to porn stars um do you have you ever watched porn with a partner
0: no i haven't yet i haven't gotten to that point yet
1: and i think i've already asked you but like most of the studies show that like at least it's it's always higher um like for men in terms of watching porn alone
0: mm-hmm. like some
1: statistics had it even like as high as like 90 percent of men um admit to like watching porn regularly solo and like 60 percent of women watch porn regularly solo. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I don't really know how I feel about those numbers. I feel like there probably are like more women but they just don't want to admit it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cuz I feel like there's a stigma about like women watching porn. Um and then I'm like I also wonder how you define regularly. Cuz maybe they're just like oh no, like I just watch it every once in a while. And then also differentiating like when you're watching porn are you only watching it to get off are you watching it to be entertained because there's a lot of things that like qualify as porn that aren't necessarily like arousing for me but they're still fun to watch Mm because they're just hilarious
0: yeah like I used to watch the the story plot lines for uh (laughs) any browsers (laughs) (laughs) because they're just so the acting is so bad and the scenarios are just too goofy where I'm like this is actually really funny and then like sometimes like the moment that they get into like the actual porn segment I'll just fast forward until like I see something that actually looks really cool and then call it a day (laughs) but like the funniest one I've seen was this Grandpa had a heart attack because the boyfriend of the girl of the family, like, he stuck his dick in a pizza, so he had a heart attack, and the family, like, the family left and left the girl and the guy there, and she just had, she was just fucking some guy on top of a pizza, and I'm cracking up because that's a total yeast infection, but I'm like, why would you guys waste a pizza? I'm so upset. <laughs> like, that, that looks like perfectly RIP. good pepperoni and sausage pizza. Emphasis like, on the sausage. They can't even put the disclaimer, like,
1: no pizzas were harmed during the filming of this porn. Like, yes, they were harmed. This is violence against pizza. How dare you? Foodies, beware. This is trigger warning. I just had, like, the little Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of oh, the no. angels fallen pizza
0: yes <laughs> so sad. and here's a lost little kitty oh in the no some a corner little dog this is 3 a.m please donate a penny for i'm trying to the jerk dog. off sarah
1: you're interrupting <laughs> my adult swim time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, those those commercials were sad. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I always changed the channel because I was like, oh this bitch bringing me down. Okay, but going back to watching with a partner, I think it's a great yes. activity for you and your partner to do. I think it's good to see, like, what you're both into, what's arousing, what's what's not, things you can talk about. I think it gives good, open-minded conversation about both of your guys' sexuality and how that intertwines with each other.
1: Yes, so um, I just have like, some tips um, so that, like, you don't this doesn't turn into like an issue in your relationship. Of course, you know, like, anytime anybody's talking about like sex and porn, there's always studies that say like, oh, this is really good for your relationship. And there's always studies that, you know, say the opposite. This could be ruinous for your relationship. And I really do think it just depends like on the people, depends on the couple, depends on what their relationship with porn was like before you guys got into relationship.
0: Depending on your um, communication um, levels.
1: Yeah, all that. Um, so I thought I read something that I thought was um, really neat um, by Dr. Stubbs. She's a certified sex therapist, and um, one of her tips was to create um, a yes, no, and maybe list as okay. like individuals, and then compare and see like where you guys overlap. And you you know you just put like a whole bunch of stuff on this list um, for like different acts, like if because you don't want to watch something that is like going to be a major turnoff for your partner unless you clearly stated like oh well this is just like for us to watch the for fun so, yeah no turn off that's a no that's gonna be a no for me away. we're gonna we're gonna mute that we're gonna <laughs> the end of that immediately <laughs> i would be like sorry you're not having sex tonight
0: <laughs> no pennies for your <laughs> dogs sorry wow
1: dogs. anyway with dogs so like maybe you like doggy or felicio or bdsm or role-playing or like girl on girl or like facials group sex like a whole bunch of things different things that you can say like yes no maybe um and then she also said that it was a good idea to bring up this topic when you are not currently like in the bedroom don't just bring it up in the middle because you don't want your partner to feel pressured mm-hmm. and you don't want it to be um like just spur for the moment like you want it to to be something that you guys have actually talked about because you don't want it to be an issue you know in your relationship maybe your partner is not comfortable watching porn with you or maybe your partner doesn't watch porn solo or maybe your partner only watches porn solo you never know there's people who talk. probably prefer to watch it solo and that's yeah okay. they are be like yeah i don't really want to watch or maybe they're like ashamed and you, you never know and that was the other thing like this could bring a new level of intimacy because it is something that's very private but there are also like things that come along with that if your partner is like saying yes to certain topics don't go looking through their history browser just to see like what other things they're looking at because maybe the things that they're looking at alone they don't want to watch with you and that's okay.
0: Yeah, I think it's totally okay. Like, be mindful about the privacy that, that you and your partner should still have like your own sense of integrity for each other. Um, but also like, if you're really into just like, hey, I really want to watch this with you. Like, you know, take steps, see what is going on. Say like, hey, can we at least try to watch one? You know, make like, I think it's good to make suggestions. But of course, if that other person is feeling way uncomfortable, don't don't push into it because then that yeah. gets, oh, then that, that can be a little manipulative. Um, And we don't want to have manipulative um, overtones to the relationship. Right, or coercive. Um, Another good tip
1: that she had was um, don't use porn to uh, fix, like, a relationship issue that you're having or um, to end an argument. So, like, if you're having makeup sex, you shouldn't incorporate porn into that because it it could, um, like take away from the intimacy of that moment and that, that um, building of that reconnection. So she's like, don't use that um, mm-hmm. as a way to like distract from an issue or don't think that it's gonna fix an issue. Like if you guys are just not being compatible, like sex with porn isn't going to fix that. That's something yep. you need to actually like put a little more effort into addressing. Uh, don't weaponize or um, shame your other person's preferences for what they're watching um don't bring it up in arguments later like oh yeah will you like watching blah 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 Mm -hmm. like oh Mm -hmm. that's just no good for nobody Mm -hmm. (laughs) anybody Um, who
0: brings up old shit or new shit or even shit that's like that's in a vulnerable space no good that that has no good ending that doesn't make anybody feel good even if you're like i was right Like, what are you going to do? Feel right? And then that person's just going to feel shitty. There's no resolve in that. Uh, No resolve.
1: Um, She was like, definitely avoid the phrase, like, if you loved me, you would. Uh Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Uh Because, like, if you guys are disagreeing on, like, a topic of porn, like, maybe she really doesn't want to see threesomes. And you're like, if you loved me, you would watch threesomes with me. Like, that's just not cool.
0: Uh, Uh, It's almost the same thing. Like, if you loved me, you would do this threesome. Yeah, no, it's not good.
1: It's 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 a bad look for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Keep solo porn guilt-free. That was another thing. She's like, you know, if you guys are doing this as a couple, let that be a couple thing. But that's not going to replace um, your solo porn viewing. Mm-hmm. So I
0: thought that was good. Good point. It's like you don't have to watch Netflix all the time with your partner. You can sometimes watch Netflix shows by yourself. Yeah. Is that a good metaphor? Did I do good? I did you good. You did great. You did, you did, you did, you did good kid. You did great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, just to be mindful of some brain and body studies, woo woo what's actually happening in your brain. Like when you watch porn, so your pleasure centers are being activated. Pleasure, um, you're, center. Yeah, pleasure center, your striatum. And basically it works like on the same principle as everything else in your brain Um, because it's chemicals, the more exposure you have, you know, you build up a resistance to it. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly doing something, then you're going to have to get more and more stimulus for the same desired result. Like people who drink coffee, like, sure. When you first started out, that one cup of coffee was good. But now you're an adult and you need like five cups of coffee to get the same high. Um, so they were saying, be mindful, don't use it every time you're having sex as couples. You know, you still want to engage your own imagination. Um, and the other thing was if you are watching porn together, to not just watch, but to still engage with your partner. So, you know, like touch your partner's hair or you like cuddle, you know, kiss each other. Yeah. Like actually physically engage with your partner while you're watching because it's supposed to be bringing in intimacy and not isolating um, you guys
0: into your own separate worlds. Okay. Just as a heads up on that point. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Um, Me and Cash are really goofy. And so like sometimes if we're, if, We haven't done this yet, but I imagine if we were to do this and we were to try it, I think we would both start cracking up and make a bunch of jokes. Well, no,
1: and that's totally valid. Like I was saying, not (laughs) not all of it has to be, like, sexy time. I, myself, am a huge fan of parodies in porn. And it's not like, oh, parodies get me hot or parodies get me off. But I just think it's funny. It's hilarious. And then, of course, you still have that sexual undertone. So it's like, yeah, this can still be sexy, but for the most part, it's just... Adult humor. Oh, <laughs>
0: that was so funny. Do you want to try that later?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yay, <Yeah>, baby! <laughs> Bring up those like zingers that just like make make it laugh. Or if you guys are doing something new, like it's it's good to have a little something that you can bond over and laugh about to like ease the tension. You know. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I like this. That is very positive of you, Miss Kylie. Yeah.
1: So that was it. Go watch some porn together.
0: Yeah, if anybody's listening, since do your research. Now I'm gonna start enabling the comment sections of this podcast.
1: If Ooh you guys boy. Have,
0: I know, right? If you guys have any <laughs> thoughts or feelings about this, please uh, let us know. Uh, we have I'll be definitely be posting this on Facebooks as well as SoundCloud. Um, look up Don't Cast and Drive, uh, since Don't Cast and Drive is featuring Lady Blurred's sing the blues we're featured we're featured yes so um i did notice a black and white picture trend lately i was actually invited to a few of those um yes. and they're like post a selfie and then invite other people or nominate other people and that usually when i get those like chains i typically ignore them because I'm like, I feel like I just posted a picture on Instagram. I'm not going to do this. And yeah, so like I, did, I didn't realize what the overtone of this was. But apparently there is a bigger picture to actually just posting a picture and having like solidarity amongst women. Um, that there is uh, some solidarity with the women in Turkey. Specifically, yeah. So it's the hashtag
1: challenge accepted. And um, basically, I mean, there's a lot of different rumors of where exactly it started. um, But from what I'm seeing, it's mostly um, a response from the women in Turkey. Um, And it came about because of the high rates of femicide there, and specifically the murder of Pinar um, Gultekin. She was 27, allegedly killed by her ex. And we have to say allegedly, um, with those loose ass quotes because um, Turkey is famous for like letting violence against women slide, mm-hmm. especially if um, it's domestic mm-hmm. violence. Um, yeah. So this started as a hashtag because they were posting all of the other photos of um, other women who had suffered um, domestic violence uh, in black and white. And then It made its way to the united states and now um everybody's posting but the problem with that is that you know you fled the algorithm and so that the original posts or the original activists Mm -hmm. get lost i think it was like we had the same problem with the blackout
0: tuesday right yeah which by mistake i posted because i was it was in the heat of everything but yeah like having having a single post based off a hashtag right like it floods the algorithm of the actual purpose it's supposed to serve.
1: Yeah. So that was um, kind of the issue. Uh, I read a really good article by Karen um, Atia. She's a Washington Post writer. And she does like the global um, observation section. Mm-hmm. She's a black woman. Whoa, will we'll shout out to her. Um, but she was, <laughs> yeah, no, she was saying that it's, it's, it happens a lot in the United States where um, you get like this, kind of tricky like double-edged sword of actually supporting um the causes that like come across your inbox and yeah. then just being like performative where you really just want to be included in a, in a movement and you don't like actually get anything accomplished by adding you know a photo or a hashtag um, so yeah. she kind of spoke about like walking the fine line between and was basically like you know do your research before you just accept any challenge yeah. and be sure to at least um, if it is something where it is like a hashtag, see who the like original activists are. And if you can tag them and make sure that you're not just like taking up space for somebody that really whose voice really does need to be. Heard. Right.
0: And that's exactly why I, why I didn't post it in the first place. Like I just, I had zero information about it I didn't hear about this until much later in the week after I was nominated I I was like I don't want to post a black and white picture of myself and say challenge accepted like that wasn't something I was interested in doing it's like what's the point in this right yeah so this is coming from this is the viewpoint of somebody myself who was like I don't get it I don't I really don't get it like what's the whole point like is this like breast cancer awareness, solidarity, is this Right, because like, that was the thing too, especially in the United States, like we have to be mindful. Yeah, and so now that I see that it's over for, it's about the woman who was uh, killed, who was murdered by an ex-boyfriend, um, I'm really glad to see that Turkey is out there protesting um, and making sure that they're protesting to change the femicide, the femicide rates. Um, in their country, because that is a huge issue. Um, that is a huge issue that men get all bent out of shape and they they just kill women. That domestic violence is an issue, and it's an issue in the Middle East. It's an issue in Asia. It's an issue in the United States, and it's something that is always dismissed because it's like, well, what was her problem? Was she crazy? No. Well, but at least in the United States, you know, we
1: have it, you know, at least written down. It's like illegal. Whereas in Turkey, it's like if a husband has caused to punish his wife it's like there's no legal ramifications for him yeah
0: and that's the thing yeah and that's the thing that needs to be changed is that there needs to be a an actual legal system of preventing more of that because it's awful it's point blank like it's it's awful. It shouldn't ha- be happening in the first place. But people are men are so possessive and disrespectful that they think they can just get away with anything because of marriage or because they're in a relationship or whatever the fact that it may be.
1: Uh, I just watched Birds of Prey and I'm I'm all on my 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 lady power right now.
0: <laughs> the album was really good. <laughs> Too bad Doja Cat I- fell the way that she did. <laughs> well. But anyway, uh, solidarity to the women in Turkey. I'm glad that you guys are protesting and I, I really hope that uh, this sparks change um, and that uh, this also really sparks uh, a ripple, an effective ripple effect in other countries that are still suffering through domestic violence, whether if it's legal or not. or not. Um, and I say legal as in it's allowed and there's no cons- legal consequences, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um was there anything additional
1: for that one no that pretty much wraps it up for um our solidarity piece for the challenge accepted just wanted to get that out there because like like i said it comes into your mailbox or your inbox and there's no explanation of what it's for you know it just it's like, I don't even pass think- it on
0: yeah, and I don't even think some of the women that were nominating me understood what it was for. Yeah, because I, don't think I they didn't know what it was see for either.
1: There's there's nothing with it. It's just like, oh, nominate fifty women that you think are worthy, and I'm like, worthy of
0: what? What's happening? <laughs> like, I bet okay. you, I bet you, anything, anybody who would have found out the political agenda behind that, they would have not posted it. Like, that's just how I feel about it. It's like, oh, it's so cute. Yes, solidarity for girls. Yes. But if they would, have heard like, oh, Turkey is going into protests and they're trying to make a new law. Oh, no, I'm not political. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. That's just how I feel about people sometimes. They're like, I don't want to be political. I'm not posting this shit. <laughs> uh, like, do okay. you, Lord. Speaking of politics, let's talk about more politics. Ooh. Oh, we're very heavily politic today. All the so politics, all of, all of all politics. Tick tick. Tick, tick. tick
1: tick.
0: Oh dear lord. Okay, so Herman Cain, who's been mistaken as Ben Carson, uh, recently <laughs> died. <laughs> Herman Cain, who's been mistaken as any other black old man, black old, Republican old. old man. Don't get him mixed man. up with John Lewis. It's not him because he's not Republican. Uh, (laughs) He recently passed away uh, Through complications of COVID-19 He was also uh, uh, I'm talking like Obama now Uh, So he was also At the Tulsa, Oklahoma rally Conducted by Donald Trump Yeah, so he was also there No masks, not socially distant And so he was just there Like, you know, having a good old time And like, bam, it's now August He got it in June And he's dead and so I, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to make a funny over somebody's death. Like, this really sucks. He was like a, a GOP representative. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you you call, you fucking, like, you did this to yourself, man.
1: Uh, yeah, I keep seeing, it's kind of like a, a polarizing issue within the Black community because you have people who are like, well, he's Black and he accomplished so much in his life like you know you should be and i don't want to say like appreciative or like you guys should be like mourning him more um
0: i just don't mourn for black men who are pro-trump who pro-trump people are often um heavily racist and don't care about anybody but themselves when I say don't care about anybody, they don't care about minorities, especially Black people. Yeah. So if you say Black's for Trump and you're leading that whole cult, like I don't have any compassion towards people who say that. It's like, how fucking blind are you? Very. But he's also wealthy. So it's like, uh, okay.
1: Money does some strange things to other people.
0: Black folk and money, dude. Yeah. Making the money. So polarizing, yeah. Like, people should be like, well, you guys celebrated John Lewis's life. How come you didn't celebrate Herman Cain's life? And it's like, well, we celebrated John Lewis's life because he's been a long-standing civil rights activist.
1: It was for the people, for the culture.
0: He's been for the people and been for the culture for a very, very long time, past the 60s. Like, come on. Like, you can't, like, he's... And like the moment that Trump came in the office, he was not about it. He was never been like racist or anything like that. He's always wanted change for black people where like Herman Cain, I don't really see much of that. Um, and so that's kind of like the polarizing thing. It's like, well, his, he's black, white, doesn't his black life matter. It's like, cause he's been against the whole black agenda just by where he stands. Like that's, basically what it is and like with black folk and black in the black community like we know the difference we'll call it out we're like you're not for us you're just doing that coon shit again like what are you doing and coon is like such a insult to call other black folk but it really means that you're just like you're on that jim crow shit like can you not (laughs) you know yeah um and this also goes the same for like you know people who are famous and celebrities like Kanye West, Terry Crews, Candace Owens, like they, they are all straddling the same like anti-black agenda where it's like, the black agenda is like, hey, our lives are not doing so well. We're the first to be incarcerated. We're the first victims to be in the school to prison pipeline. Uh, we're the most susceptible to be in poor communities. We don't get the right jobs. We don't get this blah, 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 right? Um, and I say blah 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 not insensitively, but that's basically like all the things that we have to fight a little bit more for instead of like white people who are just like, oh, we just get it because like we're we just were able to, you know. There's less there's worth there's less of a worth ethic and there's more of an entitlement. Um, and so, where was I going with that? Um, but like, yeah, like I just where kanye west is out there like we all loved him when he said that george w bush doesn't like black people or but like also now now kanye west is saying things like you know slavery is slavery is a choice slavery was a choice for our ancestors and then terry cruz is like saying some backward shit about like what black lives matters actually leaves means and he's saying that there's black supremacy and then candace owens just like whenever she gets the chance it's just gonna be always Uh, always she's just gonna be like i don't think black folks should have done it like this it should have been like this i'm like bitch i don't see you leading anything you are not And then, like, one of the other major
1: issues I have with Candace is that she legitimately will just deny that the struggle is real. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's one of those that's like, well, no, racism isn't really existing. Or, like, oh, it's because you guys aren't intelligent enough to know that these laws are, are, like, against you. And it's like, well, Candace, like, you're living a very different life than a lot of the people that I know and your experience in politics is not a typical one for many black people. Um, Your experiences in education is not a typical one that I've seen for like many African-Americans. And then for her to straight up just be like, Oh, well you guys are the ones who are limiting yourselves and to like pretty much deny like the ramifications of systemic racism is like, mind-boggling and then she gets up there with other black panels and basically is like calling the other panelists you know dumb or not intelligent enough to keep up with her logical leaps which i think that anytime you have that argument is like a problem
0: yeah no she's just absolutely delusional like like what is what is her fucking damage here yeah she doesn't like her whole like ideology behind race relations, women's rights, LGBT rights, it's not lining up. Um, And like, what does she, what does she do? Anyway, I just, I don't understand where she's coming from with all of this. It's like, she reminds me of the girl from Mari or not Mari from Dr. Phil, where she's like, I'm not black, I am white. Like she almost looks like that same little girl. and i'm just like how do you not understand the history and the structure and the and the just the systemic build behind how black people are just constantly being like shut down i just don't get it i really really don't get it
1: ties back like for me like that's what i see like ooh like the samboism the coonery like the mammy when i see these things like these caricatures i'm like this is still alive and like deeply ingrained
0: like how much money is she getting paid to say all this shit like she told that's what i want to know like she, she literally told joe, it up. <laughs> she told joe rogan i just read this like she told joe rogan about climate change that she doesn't believe it like who are you <laughs>
1: We, you know what, like, uh, next podcast, we need to talk about that crazy um, doctor woman based out of Texas who's been talking about, like, how COVID isn't real. Oh, Trump's doctor? (laughs) Trump's doctor. Sex with demons? Like, bruh, she is on one. We need to talk about her. She needs a whole section, a whole segment just for her to deal with that mess. Oh yeah. She's just,
0: she's just a whole diversion in itself. So let's go ahead and talk about some coonery shit, right? So- Coonerby. Yeah. Like basically let's just say this. So the Coon caricature, which is a permutation off of raccoon, um, abbreviation of raccoon, which is another dehumanizing factor to call black people. Um, right. The trash eaters. It's usually like it's describing black people as lazy, easily scared, chronically idle, inarticulate, and just basically just unintelligible, in inintelligible buffoons. Like we're they're useless, um, and like basically the most popular one uh character to her, his name is Sambo, um, and he was just kind of like in the 1900s he was kind of identified as like just an older docile black who was who accepted Jim Crow laws and etiquette um but it's just this whole media on the whole black culture in itself just to you know reinforce the fact that like hey black people are never going to be useful you guys are never going to be useful so like we're just going to keep drawing you guys as useless lazy funny um and, like, not taken seriously. Go on. I
1: was going to say, like, Sambo and Kuhn actually um, are a little different. Samboism, especially, like, if you look it up, there's a bunch of different, uh, like, definitions. But Samboism specifically for Black people who um, have this idea that Blacks themselves um, should be subservient to white people. So it was a like popular image that was pushed kind of like the, um, you know, blacks are happy to be subservient or blacks are happy to be slaves. They're oftentimes depicted to be more childlike um, people needing guidance. You know, this is like a justification for slavery was that, you know, that Sambos can't really take care of themselves Mm -hmm. um, and that they were happy with their status. Mm-hmm. Happy to be taken care of. Happy to be serving. You know, that's when you get like the oh, oh, I's be catching the blah 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 massa or blah 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 boss. Um, that's more Sambo. Then you have Coon, which was kind of like if Sambo grew up and like realized that they weren't happy um like serving, but were just lazy and like no good. Mm-hmm. So, and it was also kind of like a another way of pitting blacks against blacks um but well, you know house niggas slaves is uh, the that's kind of like where that came from
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then later like you did say that like later in the 1900s is when like coon and like sambo kind of became identified with like the older slaves who are more more docile Mm-hmm. but these are also the slaves that had spent most of their lives getting shit kicked out of them and like seeing what happens when you try to stand up mm-hmm. for yourselves but this is also just further depicted in media um as like people who are happy to slay to to serve you um yeah you got like the the mammies mm-hmm. um you know who are like happy to be working in the kitchen you see her on the pancake mix which they just replaced
0: yeah, they just
1: um, got like, rid of uh, Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima. But Aunt Jemima is like a mammy. Uh, what mm-hmm. they don't show you is that mammy's were like typically chained up in the kitchen. You know, like it's not like she can leave. She's not really happy to be there. But if she doesn't smile, then that's her ass. And mm-hmm. she has to take care of little white kids before she can take care of her own kids. Mm-hmm. Um, she's taking care of a whole household. Nobody's taking care of her. Uh, but the idea is that like you were supposed to perpetuate how we feel about Black people, how Black people feel about themselves. If you see images depicting you as lazy, depicting you as dumb, depicting you as slow, then you're going to make assumptions about your own people. And it's something that is difficult to undo.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, you think about how you were raised the things that imprinted upon you as a child, you know, what, what were the color of the first dolls that you saw? What was the first type of music that you listened to? Did Mm -hmm. you see yourself reflected in a positive way? Um, and how does that make you feel about yourself? Right. And a lot of these things are subliminal and you don't realize them until you're older and you're taught to really re-examine how you think about the world, how you think about yourself and how damaging that can be. And it still goes on today.
0: Yeah, no, this is very much so right. Like I, it's, it's these caricatures like literally, like you said, they they ingrain into today's society um, and it ripples into not just, you know, how you're reflected in our, and especially in the United States culture, but also like how, how you're hired at jobs. Like I bring this back all the time because like, people like my mom like just kind of felt stuck in her in her job and like she's gotten like the moment that people pull up to where she needs to work they assume that she can help them and she has to be overly polite where her coworkers who are white have never been overly polite they've been straight to the point and if she were to act like them, she would have had like, oh, you have an attitude or she would have been thrown the n-word or like the moment that she lets up on being polite, like she's been insulted. Um, and so, but it also, it's the same thing with black men, like black men are depicted as lazy, like not really, like they don't seem like that they're very ambitious, that they just don't care. Um, and it's really hard for them to get jobs because of the people who are trying to hire them. And it's either that uh, that they're hired because of affirmative action or they're hired or they're not hired at all. Um, and so like, it's it's really sad that I see a lot of black men not really in like the corporate world, um, mm-hmm. but luckily enough that it's starting to grow. Like places like Facebook have like a whole like black, black uh, Black Pride, uh, kind of like a like a committee there, Um, and then same thing with other tech places that are trying to build on that. And I'm talking about African American. I'm not talking about those who were who like you know immigrated from like Africa or whatever that they immigrated from to get the tech job. I'm talking about African Americans, those who have ancestors from who from slave roots, like. so, those are getting better and better by the day, but it's still not as equitable as what the current populations are in a lot of jobs. And it's just because of how we're depicted. Yeah. I mean, um, you think about how people
1: feel about like welfare, mm-hmm. you know,
0: how the welfare, will... que- the, wel- the welfare queen.
1: Yeah, trope or like, <laughs> yeah, that that trope, and then the like assumption that you know, blacks are going to be like preferring to live off of welfare more than white people, or that black people live off welfare more than white people when, you know, the opposite is true. The black population is not that large in the United States, mm-hmm. and so most of the welfare is going to be people who are white. But yet, when you think about welfare. You're not mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, poor white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, um, that and then the also the aspects of like violence, you know, is really detrimental to our communities. You really gotta do some some active active things to fight back against that, which is which is sad. That you know we're always gonna have to work harder you know, in our jobs to be...
0: We have to work harder. We have to be extra polite. We can't be too, like, ambitious. Like, it's all these things that we have to be strategically nice to get somewhere, you know?
1: Right. Or uh, (laughs) the other thing is just, like, just being ourselves. Um, I wear my hair natural. And it still boggles me that people think that that's, like, a brave act. I'm like, bro, it's not a brave act. It's not a brave it act. Should, <laughs> it shouldn't be a brave act. You know, like, my manager should not be seen as, like, understanding or kind or, like, progressive for not um, trying to make me adhere
0: to a, a strict dress code about my hair. That just shouldn't be. You know? Like, not at all. Like, <sighs> I luckily no one's ever like made comment about my hair being like, oh, that's so brave that you do that. Like, no, I just get compliments. Like, wow, your hair is really pretty. And that's the only compliment that we should get. Like one of my coworkers who's not black, she got a haircut and I was like, Hey, your hair looks great. That should be, that should be it. It shouldn't be. Wow. That's so progressive. Wow. That's so brave of you to think that your hair is professional. I'm like, I have no choice but to wear my hair like this. Like, right. Or, like, unless, people
1: will ask me, like, oh, like, how far along are you on your, like, natural hair journey? I'm like, um, my whole life.
0: <laughs> my whole, <What>? life. <laughs> my whole life. Fuck you. My whole life. Fuck you. Dear God. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so fucking frustrating. But, yeah, like, I just... It's, it's really rough. Like, it, it's really rough that people forget, like, these things are ingrained since the Jim Crow, since the, since the caricature days that we've had no choice but to be compliant.
1: And since we're talking about, um, attitudes that have been ingrained since the Jim Crow laws, and, you know, we just gave some, like, wonderful examples of, like, microaggressions, let's talk about some real world applications of how this is carried through history. Um, I want to talk about um, how Portland protesters have been treated mm. versus, um, I want to say it was Minnesota. Yeah, Minneapolis. Is it Minneapolis? Yep. Versus Minneapolis. I think it's just that I
0: read, just read an article about um, Nazis in Minnesota. So
1: I was like,
0: well, mini- Minneapolis, isn't that all that innocent. Like they're doing a really great job with like, you know, taking action after George Floyd's death. But like mm-hmm. shortly after those protests, like rhymesayers got fucking flagged for abuse, flagged for treating their women terribly flagged for treating rappers like Psalm one, who is a bi bisexual, uh, African-American rapper, like Mm -hmm. treating her like garbage. And then all these women from different different uh, stages of life, whether if they were in a relationship with Slug or DJ Fundo, who's a big DJ out there, they all got flagged for being sexually abusive. And th- the biggest person who got flagged first was uh, Dem Atlas. So they have a lot of heat under them w- in regards to their music scene. So like, as much as like, I praise them for the protests, but I don't praise them for the music aspect of them right now, because they're, they're, they're they are not taking proper accountability but go on sorry well no just how like we're
1: seeing the the feds being sent in without any like uh like real identification of who they belong to in terms of like what organization sure they've got like weird serial numbers but that doesn't really tell you anything Mm -hmm. um and then you know the other main concern is like what's to keep some alt-right dude from just like popping up with a little serial number and like snatching people in a van you know what I mean yeah Yeah. Um, and then just also when you see protesters that are you know for Black Lives Matter versus you know these protesters that are protesting having to wear a mask and they're showing up and they have their guns out and they're threatening to you know do like physical harm to their leaders that are there. And then the feds are turning around and being like, oh no, you know, that they're they're working for Trump or they're supporting Trump, that we're not really seeing them as a threat to to security right now. So we're not gonna send backup. Um, And it's just like, what was the phrase? Like when you turn up the the water slowly and you get boiled to death, you don't notice by the time you notice that the water is boiling, it's, it's too hot simmering simmering. It's too late. Like I feel like that's how our country's going right now.
0: Yeah. I feel like, so like with the with the state of our country and protesting it's really incredible that even with the differences of like the types of protests and how people are being treated like there was videos of people being so hostile to black lives matter protesters and they get the police involved there's people shouting from their cars saying like this is bullshit you're what you're standing up for is dumb it's a hoax it doesn't matter um and then when there's protests about open my hair salon like there's no police there's nothing and so there's a huge discrepancy on like the priority of when police force needs to be involved um i think that i think the whole point if the police need to get involved with a protest obviously they should not be showing up in in riot gear they shouldn't be showing up in military graded outfits like they shouldn't be showing up in military graded vehicles they should have all their vehicles tagged there shouldn't be any um anonymous vehicles showing up without like a license plate taking people to who god knows where um because i think that's illegal and that's also kidnapping um and so for the police to do that the police are not really doing what their jobs are perceived to be when we're all in elementary school learning about the police force and saying they're here to help us but really they're here to ruin us they're here to keep us in line and then that there's also there's also other articles saying that like we're actually leading towards a more martial law country um because now that if we can't protest about black lives or or Mexican lives or being upset about like how women are being treated or the job market, like whatever the case may be, or improper COVID handling, (laughs) you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just adding things that are just like the current problems right now. But like if the police should not be involved with any of those things, they should be there to maybe help monitor. Like if someone does get really rampant and violent and wants to hurt the protesters who are being peaceful, get rid of those people. But instead they're just, they're attacking the people who are on the right side of justice and it, it makes zero sense.
1: Yeah. And then for me, and it's like, it's not just at like the local police level, it's at the federal level too. You know, mm-hmm. you see things um, kind of like floating around where they're like, Oh, you know um, you could lose your unemployment. Um, if you're tied to like protests and things like that, fear like, mongering, you know, like, we are supposed to be a nation that is free. Are we not? We're mm-hmm. we not supposed to be able to express our ideals, you know, <sighs> the freedom to seek happiness. I'd be really happy, like, to not die over something stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah. Speaking of being free and expressing your opinions and um, having worth, I want to talk about uh, Michaela Cole okay. and how she was treated by Netflix. Oh, yeah. Netflix I feel fucked like, up. Jesus. I feel like we, like, I give Netflix a lot of love because I have Netflix and I have Hulu. And, you know, especially during this time... Like, especially when I was working at home, uh, I really was relying on Netflix for like background noise, just entertainment, helping keep my sanity. And it's really sad for me to like read stories um, like behind the scenes of what's going down with Mm -hmm. their black, um, like writers, producers, actors, everybody, especially Mm -hmm. women especially because I feel like Netflix um, kind of promotes themselves as being like progressive, you know, As like, I think it's kind of, I don't want to say trendy. Yeah. Well, okay. So speaking of, um, you know, how we're seen in the media, we want to talk about ladies pay. I want to talk about uh, Michaela cohen and netflix i feel like kayla I cole a yeah i feel like favorite on chewing netflix. gum i love her
0: bro that show is so awkward <laughs> that show is so good it's like all of us are like we all can relate somehow oh uh,
1: my god when she dates that white guy and he has her like dress up and that god awful bikini oh and his wife comes home and she's like so you
0: got another one i'm like oh my god <laughs>
1: Awkward as fuck.
0: This guy has a problem with turning African-American women into African women. He's all about that race play,
1: which is real awkward. It is real For
0: really a lot awkward. of reasons. Who does that?
1: Um, no, okay. So she has another show coming out. Um, uh, basically, it's based off her experience with chewing gum. And it's called um, I May Destroy You. Mm -hmm. And it was originally going to be done with Netflix. Um, But they didn't want to pay her, right? They didn't want to let her retain royalties on it. Mind you, this is uh, a story that she wrote herself about her experiences and specifically, um, I think it has to deal with like a sexual assault that she experienced while um, doing chewing gum. So it's a very personal story as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, she wasn't asking for like some crazy amount. Uh, she was originally only asking for five percent of the copyright,
0: mm-hmm. which is five percent of your own story. Is I can't fathom. It's like compose, right? It's like composing a whole song and saying like, okay, I compose this song. I'm going to give the people who are publishing it who have zero talent ninety five percent of the profits. <laughs> Yeah, that they're and making then, money off of my talent. I don't get it.
1: <laughs> and then apparently, um, when she proposed her five percent, they were just like, "Oh, that's not how we do things here. Like, nobody does that. It's not a big deal." And then, like, I, she was just like, "Well, if it's not a big deal, I'd like to keep like five percent of my rights." And um, they eventually, like, they came back with a half of a percent offer. A point five percent offer. Uh, five percent. Even after she like went down to like one percent, can she can she keep one percent of her shit? And they didn't want to give her that whole one percent. Uh, and then somebody else was like, um, I guess another Netflix employee had reached out to her and was just like, I, like I think like I'm really proud of you. I just want to know like you're doing the right thing by like settling for that half a percent and then um basically she like snapped out of it and was like i'm worth way more than this wtf and also um her deal was only for one million so just to put this like in perspective for people who have done series for netflix like um i think dave chappelle got like 70 million Mm -hmm. for his was it 70 let me double check no i I think eddie murphy eddie murphy had like 70 70 mil um like i think dave had like 60 mil ellen degeneres jeff dunham they've all had like multi-million dollar deals
0: with netflix funny funny
1: and then they're gonna offer her one mil and no rights to her story
0: weird absolutely weird this is like a story that makes that really puts her vulnerable self out there and they can't they can't even give her a whole freaking percent it's fucking i live right next to netflix how fucking dare you right and i'm like i'm so torn because
1: like i I like netflix like why netflix you like try to come across as a company that's like so progressive and so out there and so supportive of like latinx voices and like plc voices bipoc
0: voices and then you do this shit yeah no one they they can be all inclusive all they fucking want but it's really what the back end is doing right how much are they giving how much are they giving their creators like i'm sure joe rogan made fucking bank on his fucking two netflix specials that he has And they can't even spare Michaela Cole, who is a fucking comedic genius and is now, like, writing something serious, like, like a penny. And to their eyes. Like, that's so fucking insulting. Like...
1: And she's worked with them before. Like, I don't understand. Like, she's somebody that's worked with you consistently, like, giving you fucking, like, good, good, consistent work, making you money. Money.
0: Money. 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 Like... Chewing gum? How much did chewing gum make?
1: You, you Look that up. I'm going to let you know um, she's now, BBC is doing it. Her show Good. is going to continue. It's going to be put out into the world. Um, not only that, but she gets to keep 100% of her rights, bitch, over that show. Good. 100. 100%. I, yeah, I just think it's insane that like, you wouldn't let somebody keep five percent of their own story
0: No, it's because she's black and that's a woman it. and a woman like that's it like there's nothing else to say like if she was fucking was that girl's name ada wong if she was fucking um who else is on fucking netflix taylor tomlinson if she was fucking eliza singer like any of those ladies would have gotten so much more but they couldn't even give this they couldn't even give Michaela what in our eyes is a penny of half a percent of a million. Are you serious? Are you fucking serious? Like, sure, that's money. But at the same time, that's not enough money for the amount of profit that they could be getting from her story. So fuck you, Netflix, for doing that. You should have known better. I hope you learned your lesson because I really do like your platform. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. But, and then, Of course, to me, I'm
1: like, yeah, you know, like, um, I work for a nonprofit, and I don't make that much money. So, like a mill share, that sounds great. But if you have to think of how many people pay for Netflix, like more than a that- million people. Like, you know? yeah,
0: yeah. Netflix makes so much money; they make so much bank. Like, they couldn't even spare her the right, the right amount of money. It's like, oh, it's going to damage our wallets. Oh no! I'm like, get your fucking tech head out of your ass. Oh my god. So now she has a deal.
1: BBC, HBO. She's got Ooh. full con- creative control. She has um, rights to her work
0: and executive producer title. Good. Snap, snap. Snap, snap. Give what is due. Um, okay. Let's talk about something that made me really upset. It takes it takes the, the fucking toll. Ready for it? I'm ready for
1: it. What is it? Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh. More sadness.
0: Uh-huh. Oh. Dragon Ball Z is pornographic, guys. <laughs> oh, I told you! <laughs> Burumba! <laughs> let it just let it just simmer into your bloodstream real quick. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is pornographic. Okay, I know we're laughing,
1: but as a child reading the manga, I legit was like, oh, this is fucking porn. <laughs> I thought this was some real naughty stuff. They did Bulma so wrong. Burumba. she's 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 literally undies
0: yeah they shouldn't have done her that that way to be h yeah but like i don't know i think with dragon ball z in itself like it's it's so dated that it's just like it's one of those things that I'm just like, okay, like, whatever. Like, this was back when they thought that they can get away with stuff. Like, remember fucking Ren and Sniffy, whatever. But oh what's funny God, about I'm that Stimpy. statement is that Florida congressional candidate uh, who previously claimed that Beyonce is Italian is now protesting that drawing ballsy is pornographic. So someone is really bored and they just... They just want to assume that everything is just bad for the world. So they're just calling out a lot of things that millennials love and just finding another reason to discredit millennials. But leave our Dragon also, Ball Z alone. Wait, can I giggle at the fact that she calls this anime porn? Like
1: there's not already a legitimate name for that. It's called hentai, right? Uh, someone's, at a, someone's on a weeb. Someone's on a weeb. Jesus. Jesus. Um, but Louise. also, like, what is, she, what is she talking about? Because... Like, yeah, I would say there there are things in there that are, like, a little adult. You got that naughty, naughty humor, Uh, that pervy old man, you know. Oh, Master Roshi. Yeah, Master Roshi. But that's a trope in, like, so many animes that you have. Like, you got pervy sensei. Like, hello, Jiraiya. Um, You know, everybody's got that one mentor that just (laughs) should not probably be working with children. (laughs) um uh, so what is her point though like what is she actually like citing that is pornographic i feel like that's real strong
0: yeah it's just florida's 18th district congressional candidate kw miller um, it's just her she's it's just it's just um yeah her him whoever him I whatever i don't oh, care him. i don't care about florida <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. But they're they're she, I guess they're trying to make a point into helping their, their status as a politician that like we need to address the real issues and the real issues are labels. Is the, issue? <laughs> the real issues is the libel is considering the internet matrix that there's porn, Dragon Ball Z is porn. And I'm just like and, and that Dragon Ball Z is the top issue for sexualizing cartoon characters. Like I think that's what they're trying to get at to it, but like uh, he picked Dragon Ball Z over Sailor Moon. They he just picked Dragon Ball Z out of all the hentai that's out there in the world. Like, have you not seen Lucky Star? <laughs>
1: cool. Like, he did, he could have talked about B stars, <laughs> sir. Like, you're on the wrong show right now, yeah. Oh, it's a dude.
0: See, this is how much I care about Florida. It's a dude,
1: it's Miller, a dude. Mr. Miller. His that's attack on there. Dragon Ball Z will not
0: stand. So, like. I guess another thing is, like, he's also referencing also the unofficial porn parodies of Dragon Ball Z, a.k.a. Hentai. Um, but those are unofficial fan art. Shout out to Pornhub. They, are, they sh- are fan art. Shout out to Angel Fire for holding those down <laughs> oh in the 90s. <laughs> or the late, or the early 2000s, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, I just... I, I, I giggled. I giggled at this because I'm like, okay, someone thinks they're you're talking the real issues and these are the real issues is anime porn, so. Uh, I can't wait till they find out about the long, uh, the long anime pillows, the body pillows. Oh, yeah. And if you really want to talk about sexualizing cartoon characters, talk about Asuka from fucking um, Evangelion. Ooh. She's a child and she's on a pillow. And so that's kind of sick, if you think about it. If you think about um,
1: it. The whole thing of Chobits?
0: Chobits, yeah. Did you ever watch Chobits? All the harem animes, like Tenshi Muyu and Love Hina. <gasps> I loved Love Hina. <laughs> Love Hina was great. <laughs> but yeah, it's... it. Of course, there's a lot of sexualized overtones. Or like and I'm Peach no, Girl.
1: I haven't um, watched also, Peach Girl. like, uh... I feel like almost anything that I was reading middle school, high school, it was manga related. It was like all like romantic, all like had some kind of sexy something or other happening, I don't know. but it wasn't like straight up like Yowie. I used to read Yaoi. I used to read a bunch of Phil, Yaoi, used- and Yuri. Like, uh, I don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. Dragon Ball Z is pretty clean compared to what, what could be out there.
0: Well, it, what t- kind of taints the whole anime community is everybody who writes fan fictions. So... <laughs> Tainted good. It's not just the anime
1: community. I think I read an Ed, Ed and Eddie fan... Oh, fic, Nasty, though. stop! <laughs> no! It was so good, though! I don't want to know. So good, though. I might have to send it to
0: you. No, I don't mm. want to know. <laughs> okay so ed and eddie have you seen the episode where they show ed's room and ed's room is just fucking nasty like he has a tub full of gravy yeah and and like when he flips his bed like seagulls fly out of it i was so <laughs> sick to my stomach with that episode that i actually ran out and threw up i threw oh, up because no. because not only that i just finished eating like ramen noodles but i also like <laughs> seagulls are like the worst animal to me like they're so nasty like Aww. they eat everything they'll shit on you and their shit is white like i hate seagulls so when i saw seagulls fly out from his bed i was like no 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 this show is i'm done with this show for a week like fuck this show oh no i'm gonna send that to you <laughs> uh i'm not gonna read it
1: <laughs> please please that was like my guilty
0: pleasure fine for you
1: i, I can't guess. even say back in the day that was my guilty pleasure last
0: week nasty <laughs> you're so fucking nasty i am
1: you're welcome yuck
0: yuck <sighs> yuck
1: yuck okay i think, yeah, I think, I think we're think getting we've gone through all the ranges of emotion that we possibly could go through
0: yeah i'm over it Like, i don't even have a big move monday Eddie will give you that big move Monday, baby. I'm not dedicating big move Monday to Eddie. You can dedicate that, but I'm not. All right. I think our big move Monday should just go to our listeners. Yay. (laughs) Wow. For surviving. Cramming it in. Just cramming it in. (laughs) You
1: guys are doing great. Thanks for listening.
0: Oh, no, actually. (laughs) Oh, what? Second, sexy. Second, uh, (laughs) second big, big move Monday, since we're talking about porn. Uh, I forgot to uh, mention this, but I think I'll do this as well. So our listeners and also to Balesa. Balesa is a pornography site uh, run by women. So it's featuring, it's mostly centered around the female sexuality. Um, but it's more ethical uh there isn't any porn on there that's um that is uh, any result of sex trafficking or um you know just like right now porn hub's getting flagged right now because there's been exploitation exploitation of uh minors mm-hmm. on their site and so uh Bel- is quite the opposite like they still have all their porn on there but it's not underage um, there isn't anything underage on there. It's a little bit more ethical uh, porn videos, and it goes from regular sex, if you however you want to describe regular, regular sex, to to like like a bunch of oral or girl on girl or guy on guy or whatever the case may be or like orgies whatever you want. So um, they also have a section where you can buy toys. Um, so they have a boutique. And then they also have other things such as a sex ed tab. Uh, So basically, like their top article right now is seven tips for fighting better and healthier during this time. And the important thing is, is not how much you're fighting during this pandemic. It's just the important thing is how you do it. Yeah which is, which is nice. Like, that's just their top article. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but like, basically it's like how to stay sane, five reasons why masturbation should be part of your routine, how yes. can sane impacts sex workers. So it's, it's all these um, articles about sex education and also things that are within the culture. So I think it's a really good site to, to watch your videos on. So I think of it as sexual wellness. Hell yeah. Um, so I really want to give the big moves to them as well.
1: I'm down for that.
0: Yeah. But otherwise, I think that's it for today's um, episode. Yeah. Of course, if you guys want to find us, you can find us on the Twitter. I'm um, Sometimes we, uh, it begins like this, and this is Kylie Too Smart as, is it what, Too Smart Kai? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's Too Smart Kai. I think, I think there might be an underscore in there. Too Smart underscore Kai. <laughs> i believe or I you can just find
1: me on instagram
0: or instagram i'm on instagram as as uh begins like this and kylie you're there as kylie too smart i'm pretty much kylie too smart everywhere i'm too smart my own good <laughs> uh, and as well as facebook on our main don't cast and drive page uh but yeah uh thanks again and we'll see you guys next monday bye